You are listening to the Business Society Podcast with Melissa Houston, CPA, financial strategist for CEOs, and a Forbes.com columnist. The Business Society community is where business owners come together to learn about real business, common problems, and real solutions. Are you a successful business owner who is now ready to learn how to increase your profit margins so that you can keep more money in your pocket and build your personal net worth? You are in the right place. With over 20 years of experience working with business owners, I share with you real advice that will help you increase the profit in your business and build your net worth. I know you're a genius at what you do, regardless of what profession you're in, and I'm here to help you make sense of the money and other pressing business issues. Have a business problem? We'll find real business solutions. Well, hey there, and welcome to a solo episode on the Business Society podcast, where today is just you and me talking. So, I am excited for this episode today because I have some very exciting news to share with you today. So like, I am really excited to share this. So I had a goal and I have been working towards it for a while now and I achieved it. Yes, it's the best feeling when you've been working so hard for something, especially when you're working against the odds to be validated and achieve that goal. So my friend, I got a book deal and I am so proud of myself. I am now writing a book that will be published and be on the bookshelf in your local bookstore sometime in 2023. Traditional publishing book deals have a reputation for being difficult to get and a long road from selling your book idea to hitting the shelves in bookstores. But I chose this route because it's been a dream of mine to be traditionally published author, even though it's a longer and frustrating route. So I am just super excited that I got the book deal. It's amazing. It's an amazing opportunity. So the book is titled Cash Confident, An Entrepreneur's Guide to Running a Profitable Business. So as you likely already know about me is I'm super passionate about teaching business owners how to optimize the profit in your business. Profit is what business owners get to keep at the end of the day. And it's what makes you wealthy. And I'm here to support to make that happen for you. And through writing this book that will be sold internationally, I believe that I will be reaching more people with this book and helping more people make a lot more money in their business. So that is super exciting news. I'm very, very happy about it. And I can't wait to get this book into your hands. So today I want to talk to you about making your business saleable. So Yes, I want to get you thinking about this now, wherever you are on your entrepreneurial journey, because it's a super important topic and all business owners should think about their exit strategy. At some point, you may want to retire or pass your legacy on to your kids or grandkids or whoever. And, you know, you want to think about how you can make money off that and sell it. So I will be sharing some knowledge that I have around that with you today. But before we get started, I want to share two new reviews that the Business Society podcast received. So I always love getting reviews and I love sharing them with you. One is from E. Baton, who is a prominent business coach herself, and says, powerful insights and practical advice, goldmine for business owners. So I appreciate that so much, E. Baton, and I'm so thrilled that you left a review for the podcast. 
Another review that we were lucky to get was SV Copy wrote, Melissa is so generous in everything she shares. Every single episode is packed with insights that make you want to fill your notebook and take action on the ideas. So thank you so much, SV Copy, for that generous review. I appreciate you. And I appreciate all the reviews I get. This is like super important to us because the more reviews we get, the more it helps the algorithm and the more people we can reach to help. So if you are enjoying this podcast, I would love for you to take the time and give it a review. These reviews help us reach so many more people and business owners and help them make their business as profitable as it can be because every business owner deserves to do that. Okay. And if you're on Facebook, we would love to have you join us in the Business Society Facebook community. So I will leave the the link in the show notes as well. But we're having a lot of fun in this group, and it's a great place to connect with other like-minded business people where you talk not just about how to manage the money in your business, but other issues that affect you in business as well. Okay, so we would love for you to join us there. Now let's dive into today's topic, where I really want you to think about your business that you have now and think about how you want to exit this business when it's time to move on to either retire or move on to a new passion. It's very common for entrepreneurs to, you know, build a business, get a little tired of it and want to sell it and move on to a new venture. So really think about this. Most business owners think they'll just fold, like just shut down the business without considering the value that they've accumulated in their business. Think about all the sweat equity that you've put into your business. Why wouldn't you want to sell it and make some money off it, right? It seems like a great opportunity. I mean, remember, your business is a financial asset that you own, but you also may be wondering, well, who would want to buy it? But you'd be really surprised. There's always a buyer for everything. I'm a firm believer in that. And I want to see you get a return on all the hard work that you put into building your business. So please consider your exit strategy, whether you're just starting out or you're 10 years in or you're thinking, well, I'm not going to exit my business until like 10 years from now or 20 years from now. It doesn't matter. I want you to start thinking about it now so that you can optimize the return when you do decide to sell it or when you do take your exit strategy. Okay, so I'm going to talk about things that you should be thinking about today. So even if you're planning on holding on to your business for years or decades to come, I want you to start thinking about this now. Because these tips will not only bring value and optimize your profit in the long run, but they will help you with your business today as you, you know, start implementing these tips. These are really valuable tips that every business owner should be considering right from the get-go. But if you haven't started implementing them yet, start now. So for a business owner who is considering an exit transition, it is essential to understand the steps to increase the enterprise's value and positions the business to attract well-funded potential buyers. So this is really important. You got to really attract the right buyer. Positioning the business finances is the first step you can take in preparing your business for sale. Financial buyers pay attention to the numbers in your business, and they will often look at the following. Okay, before I go on with the following, I want you to remember this. Let me stress this. Your business.
business finances will be the first thing a potential business looks at. So make sure that you've been listening to my episodes, especially the solo ones, where we talk about different tips and tricks on how to implement the right strategy to keep your business finances in top shape and optimize the profit in your business. So financially, what they'll really look for, the top three things that potential buyers will look for is one, how leveraged is the company? So buyers are going to look at the amount of debt your business is carrying. So be sure if you have debt that you're managing your debt ratios. Work on those debt levels. If the company is over leveraged, which means that you're carrying too much debt, you need to bring down those debt ratios because potential investors do not want to invest in something that's over leveraged, right? Some debt is okay. It depends on what kind of debt you're carrying. But for the most part, it's like anything else, we aim to be debt-free in a business. The second point that they're going to look at is how reliable is your cash flow? So I'm sure you've heard me say this over and over again, and I'm going to say it again. Cash flow is the lifeline to any business. So cash flow is cash is king or queen, we should say. Cash is queen. And you need to ensure that you've got that regular cash injection coming in your business. A buyer will want to see a steady amount of cash being infused into the business. So make sure you've got this going. And obviously, the best way to infuse cash in your business is through sales. So ensure that your sales levels are very healthy. And then the third thing that they're going to look at are risk management models. So risk assessment is a large part of managing your business and finances. Okay, so The idea is to mitigate the risk in your business. And I often talk about risk management and I get it. Some of these topics can be super dry and boring, but they are so essential to running a business. Okay, so risk management is the process of identification, analysis and acceptance or mitigation of uncertainty in your business. Okay, that is really important. So an example of risk management models would be like, are you insured? Do you have mitigation plans in place? Should you lose your key people? Succession planning, cyber attack planning, like there's just all sorts of different risks that come to your business. And when you have a plan in place to ensure that you know how to take care of business, should a risk like a cyber attack hit your business, Or maybe you, as the business owner, gets ill and you cannot participate in the day-to-day transactions in the business, you need to make sure that you've got a plan in place to back that up and ensure that things are going to run smoothly in your absence or that things will run smoothly for for a cyber attack or whatever the case may be. So risk management models are incredibly valuable to a buyer. Okay, so based on the company's financial history, the buyer will want an expert valuation to answer the revenue questions. They will engage legal counsel to help codify the agreement with the business owner. The first step will be a letter of intent, the initial agreement to purchase the business, okay? So that's typically what they're gonna do. If they're interested in buying your business, they're going to reach out through a letter of intent. Other issues will inevitably arise before the papers are signed and the money is transferred. So for those reasons, we're gonna talk a little bit about other things that can can happen or that that your potential buyer will be looking at. So we already covered knowing your numbers, okay? So if you don't know your numbers and somebody's interested in sell, in buying your business, you need to hire someone who can help you with this. Business numbers are crucial to the sale of a business. 
So having your record keeping in order is a must as business financials are the first things that potential buyers will want information on. So that's super important. Like I said, business buyers are going to be financially savvy and they will want to see your business numbers. Business numbers are so important. And if you're not in charge of your business numbers now, if you don't have a financial control over your business, and I'm not talking about getting in the weeds all deep and everything, right? You don't need to be the accountant of your business. But as the CEO of your business, if you don't know your business numbers, that's a red flag and you need to start learning and understanding your business numbers. So know your numbers such as revenue growth year over year, your profit margins, there's going to be customer retention data, and that's just to name a few, right? There's a lot of KPIs or business metrics that a buyer is going to look at and measure to ensure that the investment that they're making in buying your business is going to be a smart investment for them and will offer a return. So if you're uncomfortable with your numbers, hire someone who can help you in this department. The second thing you need to do is get good at telling your story. Your brand story is the marketing tool to sell your business. Having a compelling story that is passionate, authentic, and clear is vital in the sales process. Brand storytelling helps build trust, increase customer loyalty, and inspire engagement. So if you don't feel that you've got a good brand story or that, you know, you may be lacking in it or, or it needs improvement, tweaking, whatever, start doing those improvements now. Get your brand story improved. Deal with a brand specialist who can help you with this. It's an excellent marketing tool. People know, like, and trust you through your brand. And branding is incredibly important. When I first started business, I thought branding was an absolute joke. I'm like, what is this? Like, I've never even heard of it. But now I understand, you know, what your brand means and how important and powerful having a strong brand can be. Okay, if you're selling your business, there is strength in asking for help as well, because selling your business can be an overwhelming undertaking. For most business owners, it's a once-in-a-lifetime experience, so invest in the resources that can help you get through this process. It will likely be the difference between an exceptional transaction and a disappointment. And by exceptional transaction, I mean money, okay? So if you have an expert helping you, they will help you get top dollar for your business as well, okay? So another point I want to make is negotiate until you are uncomfortable, not many people like negotiations. I get a little uncomfortable with them. I know I'm a lot better than a lot of other business owners, but you know, I can't say that I love negotiating. But first offers are never the best offers, especially when sitting across the table from an experienced buyer. So negotiate for what you need and ask for what you want. There's absolutely no shame in asking for what you want. The worst that can happen is people say no. I mean, and I apply this concept and principle to absolutely everything I do. It doesn't have to be whether I'm selling my business or not. If there's something that I want, I will ask for it. And if they say no, I'm like, no problem. And I move on, right? It's no skin off my nose, but you never know until you ask for the opportunity. And believe me, I have asked many times expecting to hear no's and I often hear yeses and it's beyond exciting. So negotiate for what you need and ask for what you want because nobody is looking out for your best interest except you. So get in there and get what the company is worth, okay? Nobody, not even the person helping you, is going to be as invested in selling your business and making as much money as you possibly can off this sale 
than you. So own that and be okay with that because it's not being greedy. Greed is when you just want something for nothing, right? The thing is, you have put in your sweat equity, you know your business, you know how much it's worth, and there's no shame in fighting for that because if you get it, then you will be so pleased. And if you let it go without a fight, think about the what ifs after. Well, you know, what if, what if, what if? Anyways, there's my little soapbox rant. Okay, and also know who's in your corner. Some experts can help you through this process and are definitely worthwhile engaging. So having an experienced professional in your corner will ease the stress and help you feel more confident with the process. But make sure that if you do hire professional help, that you are aligned with this person and that this person really, that you feel that they're looking out for your best interest. Because if you're not, then do not engage with them because that's just going to be a recipe for disaster. So a couple of other things I want to elaborate on as well is, you know, business buyers are looking for really good management in business, right? So all businesses need good management. Efficient management saves time and money in your business. So if you find your management is lacking right now, like management as a whole, not your management people, but as a whole, if your business is not operating efficiently and effectively and smoothly, you're going to have to look at that because that is money leaking out the door. So ensure that your management over your business is tight because nice processes and procedures in place, everything running efficiently and smoothly means that money is being saved. Nobody wants to buy a company that's like, you know, just kind of hoping that it gets by without losing, you know, a whole bunch of money in the process. So ensure that you are not neglecting the back-end office stuff, right? Because so many times entrepreneurs are thinking about getting money in the door through sales. So a lot of money and effort is focused on marketing and sales. But once you get that nailed down and you've got a lot of sales coming in, you have to look at your management. You have to look at your business numbers because this is the stuff that's less glamorous, less sexy, and less exciting. But this is the stuff that really helps you manage your business and save money and optimize that profit because there's no point in bringing in all that money if you're just losing it at the back end. So management is extremely important in your business. And so is customer satisfaction and customer retention. Your buyers are going to be looking at this. So how satisfied are they with the products that they're purchasing? If you're getting bad reviews left, right, and center, then that's going to be a red flag for the business. They're not going to want to touch that. Or if they do want to touch it, they're going to see that as a really great way to discount the price they're offering you. So ensure that your customers are happy and that you keep your customers and you serve them over time because that translates into a lot more dollars. And it's not just about, you know, getting the most money from your business. I mean, most business owners I know are really, truly caring about helping their customers. So when your customers are happy and satisfied and they're returning, then you know that you're doing a good job and you're serving your customers well, and you can feel good about that. Sustainable success is very important. So the potential buyer will want to know how they can continue the business successfully without your leadership. So they're going to look at whether they're going to be able to do this. So if you're a personal brand, then they're going to be like, well, obviously I can't replace you as a personal brand. But if you operate under a trademarked, you know, moniker, whatever, that increases the possibility of getting a premium price for your business. So for example, Melissa Houston CPA, that is me as an individual, and I wouldn't be able to sell that. But the business society that is my business that is saleable, 
right? So everything that I do filters through the business society and that's how I'm building the business. Okay, so sales and marketing strength. So proven sales and marketing campaigns are very attractive to buyers. So you need to nail down your messaging and have a really good operating sales funnel, right? So this is what attracts and allows for larger purchases, right? Like larger market value. So make sure that you focus a lot on your sales and marketing. You don't focus everything on it, but you focus on it to ensure that you've got that cash coming in because all sales translates to cash infusion and your marketing message is nailed. So you consider your sales, marketing, and branding efforts. And then the last tip I'm going to leave you with is intellectual property. Okay, so think patents, trademarks, copyrights, secret recipes, whatever you have that is of value to the business. So for example, for my trademark, the Business Society, that's my trademark. So that adds value that I've already trademarked it. And then copyrights are important as well. I'm not an expert in all the intellectual property stuff, but knowing that you've got those assets and they are assets to your business is attractive to the buyer to make, like the buyer's going to be happy to know that you've gone the effort and you've trademarked things and you've got copyrights and stuff like that. So you've protected your business legally and that is worth money. It translates to money. Okay, so the bottom line is that your business is a financial asset that holds value So because I speak to privately owned businesses, chances are you own 100% of your business or you're sharing it with your spouse or you may have a business partner. But the thing is, it's owned by individuals, right? And if you own your business 100%, then everything that you earn on that sale, you'll get to keep 100%, right? So the profit on that sale and the profit on that sale would be the sale price less all the legal and support expenses that you had going into it. And then what's left over is the profit of your business. So, you know, you want to make as much profit as you can off the sale of your business. And if you're having any doubts about like, you know, if you're thinking, well, that's greedy, or I don't need to sell it for X amount of dollars, because that's just not fair, or whatever the case may be, you want to maybe take a look at your money mindset and what's going on there. Because there's absolutely no reason why you can't get top dollar for your business. And if you're holding yourself back from getting top dollar, then these are ways that you're holding your business back as well. So as a business owner, you want to make sure that your your mindset is clear and that you're not holding your back from, from any sort of monetary success in your business. So your business generates an income for you now, and it can create an income for when you sell it. So getting the most significant financial benefit from your business is a very purposeful goal. So think about like if you decide to sell your business and you're retiring, wouldn't it be great to have that nest egg for your retirement, to have that extra money that will help you through your retirement? Or let's say that you want to pass it down to your kids, knowing that you're doing the best you can to serve your kids or whatever the case may be, like whatever your personal reason for selling your business and making money off that, you know, so much good can be done with that money. You know, you could help your kids start their own businesses or what have you, right? So there's the options and opportunities are endless. So I hope you find value in the episode that we talked about today. As always, if you have any questions, comments, you can always email me or follow me on social media. I'm on LinkedIn at Melissa Houston CPA. I'm on Instagram at Melissa Houston CPA, and you can find me on Facebook as well. And like I said, join our business society community. We would love to have you there. 
Thanks for listening to the Business Society Podcast. If you've enjoyed this episode, leave us a review. Your ratings and reviews help more people like you find our podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and share this podcast with someone you think would love it. Until next time, I'm Melissa Houston. And never forget, nobody will ever care about your money as much as you do. So never give your financial power away. Thank you.